Leather Bread, the podcast for fantasy football. Now, introducing your host, Hunter Slapdog Amaruso, and Matthew Scotty Hopemeyer. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Slapdog, and I have my good friend, producer, and co-host Scott Del Rey here. Scotty, do you think I look a little bit more beautiful than I did last time? Uh, it is impossible for you to look any more beautiful than you always have. And for that, you make me blush. Uh, I got a new camera, everyone, so I know that some of you were bitching that um, I was glitching in and out, and I was. Um, so I got a new camera. So uh, if you are watching me on YouTube, um, you can see, you can probably see my pores now. So you're welcome. Um, I'm back home. That's another thing, I guess, to mention. So it feels good to be back in my my regular workstation as we we peruse through. If this is your first time here as leather at Leather Brains, we are here to help you with fantasy football, and that includes giving NFL news. So let's get down to the business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Go ahead, Scotty. All right, I'll take it away. I'm noticing my camera now is starting to glitch in and out. I don't know if it'll appear that way on the actual recording, but on my side, I'm all over the place. So hopefully it works out. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Okay, so first things first here, the Ravens have officially extended John Harbaugh's contract through 2025. So as of right now, that man is not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm not surprised by this. I think there was some talk about him possibly going to uh, coach some college ball, and he decided to, to stay with the Ravens. I think that was the right call. And the Ravens are they're one of those teams that you just – I don't know how I feel for Ravens fans because at any given time, the Ravens feel like they're on the precipice of greatness, and then there's other times where I'm like, what the hell's going on? Lamar Jackson has been injured uh, this last year, so but Tyler Huntley played pretty damn well, and I think that um, that John Harbaugh staying is, is does not surprise me. He's one of the better coaches, and I uh, I just don't know about the Ravens. They're they're just one of those teams that's always interesting to me. Yeah, they're exciting. Um, I guess we'll have to see. It just seems like so much of their success is going to hinge on whether or not Lamar can stay healthy. When Lamar is playing at a hundred percent, that team is tough to beat. Um, but I guess we'll have to see, uh, next up yeah, on the I, docket here. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, the only other thing I wanted to add was you, you'd mentioned Lamar and his health. I, at the beginning of, of the 2021 season, I had, I had staked the claim that this is a make or break year for Lamar Jackson, um, because he needs to throw the ball better. And if he cannot do that, I think he he's his long term option, or he's not a long term option in the NFL because you, you need a quarterback who can sling the ball. You know, you have these Kyler Murray s people who Kyler's got a good arm, but um, for longevity's sake, if he's running around all the time, he's going to get hurt. I will say, I was I was actually I was pretty impressed uh, with him last year. Unfortunately, he was unable to stay healthy, but it looked like they were. Um, he had improved his his ability to read the defense and throw the ball a little bit more and was doing a pretty good job of it until he got hurt. So I'm glad that he took that step, and I'm, I'm interested to see if he can stay healthy this year, what that means for the Ravens. All right, moving on. We have Andy Dalton officially being traded to the Saints. What do you make of this move? I... Uh... I think it wasn't a terrible move for the Saints because they need a quarterback who can throw the ball, and Taysom Hill is not that quarterback. And, it, you know, God forbid Laser Jameis gets hurt again. Uh, we never wish for injuries on this podcast, but if he were to get injured, I think that it's, a, it's not a bad move because Andy Dalton is not a good quarterback, but he is not a bad QB too. Um, and, and for that reason, I, I don't hate that move at all because you need a contingency plan and Taysom Hill is not that Taysom Hill should be playing. He should be on the field. I just don't know if he should be on the field as a quarterback. And so, um, actually I do know that he shouldn't be on the field as a quarterback. And so that's why I, I like this move. If James Winston goes down or something like that, I think it's, it's a pretty good move for, uh, for the saints and, and Andy Dalton is not the worst option. So do you think there's going to be a quarterback battle for starting spot? 
No. Um, I, I I don't. I think Jameis is a Jameis is a better quarterback than Andy Dalton in my eyes, and I think that that's going to be pretty apparent. Jameis's ability to move um, makes him that much more valuable, and, and his ability to stare into the sun and will the football. 40 yards down the field and double coverage to his receiver's hands is is unprecedented so for that reason no I I, I truth be told I do think that Jameis Winston is the better quarterback and I think that he he will be the starting quarterback yeah I think I as, as Jameis Winston he would be a lot more worried about this move if they didn't sign him first um, you know, they re-signed, you know, if yes. Jameis Winston was in the middle of a contract or something and then they're bringing Andy Dalton, uh, Andy Dalton on, you know, that would be cause for concern. But they went out of their way to tell Jameis, hey, we want you to be our quarterback. We're going to re-sign you to a contract and then they're going to bring somebody on to back him up. That isn't Taysom Hill. So I think uh, I think you're probably right. I think we're going to be seeing Jameis in that starting role uh, the majority of the time. I think we should. I think we should. I what, what is really interesting, you know, Saints fans were hoping that they landed Watson. I I have been of the mentality, and I have said this um, to plenty of people. If you are the if you are a, a team in which you are not a hundred percent certain on your quarterback and the future of your franchise with your current quarterback, I think you would be foolish not to at least entertain obtaining Deshaun Watson because he is a franchise quarterback type of person. And if you don't have your secure, you know, like your Patrick Mahomes, we know Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. You have somebody like Lamar Jackson. He's not going anywhere. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, those type of players that you speculate will be with their teams for a long time. If you don't have one of those people, then you should have been having those conversations to see, is it within the realm of possibility to obtain Deshaun Watson? And the Saints did that. And unfortunately for them, they lost that battle and they went back and they got Jameis Winston, which is pretty much what I had thought it ha- would happen from the start. Um, but I, I think that it uh, it does not surprise me because they lost the battle, so they had to make contingency plans, and that, that included, and that was their contingency plan, was to bring Jameis Winston back if they didn't get Deshaun Watson, and that's very obvious because they signed him. Yep, yep. All right, moving on. We have a uh, word today that both Daniel Jones, who uh, has had trouble with injuries all last year, and Sterling Shepard, uh, who is probably still going through some rehabilitation but is likely to be ready to go come August, um, are expected to be healthy uh, this season. So what does this mean for the Giants offense? Is this something that fantasy managers, you know, obviously no one's really, really excited about it, but is there some utility uh, going to be on the offensive side of the ball in New York? I'm not excited about about the Giants. I, <clears throat> truth be told, I, from a fantasy football perspective, I I want nothing to do with any part of the Giants. I don't because uh, we've I, we've seen what Daniel Jones is capable of, and I'm not interested in it. And I think that if you're a Giants fan, you probably feel pretty much the same. You know what Daniel Jones is by this point, and he's not he's not your guy. Um, Sterling Shepard is old. He's injury prone, and I'm not excited about that either. Um, the only the only piece of that offense that that I would consider is Kadarius Tony because he has been the bright spot in a rather poor offense. Um, so I'd consider Kadarius Tony, but even Saquon. You know, I, I was hoping that Saquon would get out of there. I, I truthfully, I was hoping Saquon would be traded because. He's kind of like a, in my mind, a CMC light. That's kind of how I look at Saquon because they use him in every facet of their offense, and the sustainability is just not there for him. So I'm not excited about the Giants' offense. I'm not excited about Daniel Jones. I'm not excited about Sterling Shepard. Maybe you could you could find something within myself to get me a little excited about Kadarius Tony, but he's about it as far as the Giants are concerned. So. I wish them the best. I wish Giants fans the best and that those players the best, but I I just don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think I don't think you're gonna see greatness out of it. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago where Sterling Shepard was pretty sought after. Um it's amazing how quickly things change yeah. in the, the realm of fantasy football. Um speaking of change, yes. Auden Tate was just signed with the Falcons. Um he is now one of the few wide receivers that they have gonna be competing with Kyle Pitts for targets. Um, do you think Auden Tate is going to be a fantasy relevant wide receiver now that he has uh, uh, 
uh, got out from under the shadow of people like Jamar Chase. He was somebody who uh, you said the name and that's I had to look it up because I assumed Alden Tate was like 30 years old and he's he's not. <laughs> I thought I just have seen it was name what has felt like forever. He's 25 years old and I thought he was he was 30. I, I, uh, no, I'm not excited about that for the Falcons. The Falcons needed somebody because of the unfortunate Calvin Ridley situation. Um, but even Kyle Pitts took a huge hit with. Matt Ryan leaving, you know, you, you, Kyle Pitts, you know, previous to, to Matt Ryan leaving, Kyle Pitts was probably uh, a second round redraft pick or excuse me, a second round dynasty pick. Like that was an early second round because it, he's young. He's a tight end. He was hyper targeted by Matt Ryan and now they have no one. If you're a Falcons fan, I feel sorry for you because you have nothing. You have a team that is in shambles, and your own. And I, and if you own Kyle Pitts, I feel sorry for you because your quarterback is Marcus Mariota, and that's Marcus Mariota is nothing incredible, um, and that that is tough. So does uh, does Alden Tate signing to the Falcons really tickle my fancy? No, it does not because I don't see him. I don't see that entire offense really succeeding at all, and the Falcons, they need to go under a massive rebuild. That That is what they need to do, and and they they I, they know it. They got rid of their, their guy who's been with them forever. The, the Falcons know it, too. They have no receivers. Alden Tate is not the guy, um, and I feel sorry for Kyle Pitts. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Kyle Pitts. Um, all right. Next up is Will Hernandez, who is an offensive lineman that was uh, brought over from the Giants. He has signed with the Cardinals. Uh, from everything I've read, he is uh, notable for his run blocking, but he leaves a lot to be in uh, the way of pass blocking. Um, so you have Kyler Murray, who's still probably going to be running for his life, but this looks like a positive move for Connor. Yes. Yeah. It, it, look, I, James Connor finishes RB5 this last year. And he didn't even start every game. It was Chase Edmonds for a portion of it. So he was a, t- or a touchdown magnet. And he's somebody who, uh, he's a sneaky play. He really is. I love James Conner. I think him getting re-signed with the Cardinals is a smash play for him. I'm not necessarily excited about that. But it, there's a couple take. I'm a Cardinals fan, so I, I'm trying to stay optimistic. Here's the things that that I see uh, with, with this. Kyler Murray runs and he scrambles and he's kind of like Patrick Mahomes where he opens up the field by moving around in the backfield. Um, and, and Kyler Murray's very fast. He's, and he's fun to watch, but his sustainability worries me because of that reason. And he's small. He's not a, he's not a bit, he's five ten. He's a small little quarterback and he's, he's, he is fast, but I, I want to contribute some of this to the fact that he didn't have a lot of, options well I mean Hopkins was that offense and I think that became pretty apparent to Cardinals fans as soon as you saw Hopkins go down because Hopkins was was pulling the defense he was kind of like Hill and and I'm I'm not going to say they're they're exactly similar because Hill is unmatched as far as creating openings for other offensive players due to his speed but Hopkins was very much the same where he was drawing a lot of attention which opened up the field for other opportunities. And without Hopkins there, you saw those opportunities fade. And then Murray was holding the ball too long, I, I think, um, was was a little bit of it because he didn't have any options to throw it because everybody was covered. So I, I'm hoping that Hopkins returns healthy and uh, and that means that Kyler hopefully won't be running for his life because for the, the later part of last year, he was doing that and it was sad. And it was as a fan, it was tough to watch. Um, so hopefully he'll come back healthy and then uh, and then he won't have to do that running for his life. And, and this is good news for Connor because no matter what, I think Connor is a smash play. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. And he does both very well. Perfect. My dogs are fighting outside of this room. So if you hear them, it's just a little bit of extra entertainment for you brainiacs out there. Um, but oh. we are moving on to a new segment here. <laughs> new segment alert. That is, it's buy, that sell, is drop, intense. Baby. buy, sell, drop. 
We are going to provide three names, and you we have to decide if we will buy that player or in this situation. If we would buy that player, if we would sell that player, or we would drop that player. Uh, we have to do, obviously, assign one of those to one of the three players there. So there may be some situations where in real life you're not going to drop somebody, but when compared to the other two names that are present, uh, it's the only option. So let's kick things off here. Buy, sell, drop between Hunter Renfro, Mitch Jabriskie, and Aaron Jones. Is this a super flex league? I think we need to establish some rules here because that's going to that's going to change a lot. What is the scoring? I don't know. Don't look too far into it. It's just gut gut instinct. <laughs> All right, we'll say it's a super flex league for sake of conversation and we'll say it's full PPR. Um I am going to drop shit. If this is a super flex league, I'm dropping Oh, man, I think I'm going to drop Aaron Jones. Um, I am I am going to sell Mitch. I'm going to sell Hunter Renfro and buy Mitch Trubisky. This is I'm this one's hard because. I am hopelessly optimistic on Mitch Trubisky, probably too much. Um, I, I like Mitch in that situation, and I like his ability to get touchdowns due to the the high athleticism of his receivers and Najee Harris. Um, so I think he's walking into a favorable situation where it might not be Mitch making the plays as much so much as his his uh, the talent around him. So I think I I think I would sell Hunter Renfro because he's he's kind of got some hype right now and I think you can get decent value for him and I think he will return some of that value next year. But Devontae Adams is there now, and, and that, he's going to be eating targets too. So I think I would sell Hunter Renfro, and I would buy Mitch Trubisky, and I would drop Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones is kind of getting to that point in his lifespan where um, he's getting older, and he's slowing down a little bit, and he's having issues staying healthy. So in that situation, he would be my drop, I think. Yeah, if I uh, if I drop out, just keep on going, and I'll join back into the studio as soon as I can. Uh, cause it's seeming like I might drop out here shortly. Um, but, uh, but yes, I, I agree with you to the most part. I, I would definitely agree dropping Aaron Jones. His situation's just not ideal. Um, Hunter Renfro, I think is the one that I would buy though. And I would sell Mitch Trubisky. Um, and the reason I'd buy Hunter Renfro is because I believe his situation in this upcoming year, um, is going to be very positive with some other weapons being added to the offense, some primary weapons, you're going to have a lot of the uh, main defenders uh, stepping away from Hunter Renfro and giving him an opportunity to make some of those catches. Um, so by no means do I think he is a you know a league winner, uh, but I think buying Hunter Renfro is not a bad spot right now. Uh, that offense is shaping up to be very explosive, so I'd like a piece of it. All right. Next up, and I'll let you go first, we have Tua Tagliololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololololol
and then you have Chase Ed. Like there, there's just so many weapons there, and I think Tua is going to be a great play this year. Um, so I, I would also buy him. I would sell DK for the exact same thing that you mentioned. Um, it's just tough. We don't know that quarterback situation, but we know what DK is. Uh, we know what he, he's young. He's fast. He's scary. He's huge. He can catch the ball. DK is a great athlete. He's just in an unfavorable situation and very much the same for scary Terry, but scary Terry's situation right now, we know what it is and it's, it's, it is sad and glum and, I wouldn't do it because that quarterback's Carson Wentz. No, I don't want to. I don't want to touch it. So I agree with you. I think that's that's the route I would go. All right, we got our final final buy sell drop here. Are you? Or I'm sorry. Uh, between Christian Kirk, Devonta Smith, and DJ Chark, buy sell drop. I I don't know. I always say DJ. I say DJ Shark, but I don't know if it's Chark or Shark. So I've always said Shark. I just well, it depends on if you're comparing it to the word um, chart or comparing it to the word charcuterie. Oh, yeah. What a great, you know, I hadn't even thought of that. I'm going to say DJ Shark. <laughs> and uh, he, man, I'm going to buy Devontae Smith. Um, I think he is the most valuable player on this list. Um, and he, uh, freaking A. Yeah, he's he's the buy. He's young. He's on a the, the only the sad part about Devonta Smith is is Jalen Hurts is his quarterback, and uh, and he is not an, Jalen Hurts doesn't throw the ball worth a shit. So that's that's tough. But I still love the athleticism, and Devonta Smith still had some crazy pop off weeks. So I, I'm gonna take Smith as my buy. My sell. This is probably yeah, it's, probably it's tough a hot between take, those but two. I think I'm gonna. It is. I think I'm gonna sell Christian Kirk. I, I I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is it, and and they Christian Kirk got a massive deal. Um, like a, 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 his agent did a wonderful job because Christian Kirk got an eighty million dollar deal, and Christian Kirk is not worth that much. And I'm a Cardinals fan, and he's not worth that much. So. They signed him as if he was like some stud wide receiver one, and he he's just not that. So I, I think I would drop Christian Kirk. I, DJ Shark I like because I'm not a fan of the Lions, but I love Dan Campbell. And I think that that helps both DJ Shark and Amon Ra St. Brown because Amon Ra was hyper-targeted and – to get another receiver and DJ Shark's not bad. He was just injured last year. I, I still don't like Jared Goff as the quarterback, but I think I like Jared Goff as the quarterback just a little bit more than Trevor Lawrence. And and I, I could be wrong on that as as the season, you know, kicks off. But if it was Trevor Lawrence of last year, um I want I don't want any part of that offense other than maybe the running back. So I I think I would I would uh I would sell DJ Shark and drop Christian Kirk in this situation, I believe. Um, I think I agree. Uh, I don't feel very strongly. on that, Scotty? No, no. I think uh, I don't feel very strongly about it either way, but I think I agree. Are you able to hear me? Yes, I can. (laughs) Okay. It's just real delayed. Um, I am uh, going to allow you you to provide the smoke show (laughs) results because I know that it is um, something of, of eating crow for you. Uh, and while you do that, I'm going to drop out of the studio here and see if I can get my internet fixed up and join you back in in time for the questions. Okie doke. Farewell, my friend. Get those glasses on. It's time! Well, everybody, it's time. It is time for the sad, sad truth. If you are unfamiliar with what is going on right now, it is the Smoke Show Showdown. It is a March Madness-style bracket in which we rate the wives and fiancés of NFL players. Is it misogynistic? Absolutely. Is it make me feel kind of bad? Yes. Is it fun? Yes. So we ran a, we ran a poll. We ran a poll. We, we have done this thing for many weeks now in which we rate the women and then they move on to the next round. And, um, and we made it to the finals. And the final women were Emily Wilkinson and, uh, and Jordan Poyer's wife, whose name escapes me other than the fact that we just have been calling her Jordan Poyer's wife. 
She is a supermodel. Um, she's very attractive. And uh, Rachel Bush is her name. And she won. She won the Smoke Show Showdown. I was an advocate for Baker Mayfield's wife, Emily Wilkinson. And unfortunately, she she's lost. So it is a little bit of a unique crow moment for me because if you've listened to the past couple episodes, I have been hard pushing for Emily Wilkinson. But a huge congratulations to Rachel Bush. She is uh, a beautiful woman, and they both are. Rachel Bush took 65% of the votes, and Emily Wilkinson took 34 There's also some points in there, so if you're going to be a stickler about it, as Matt would say, you are banned from the show. So congratulations, Rachel Bush. Um, You are the Smoke Show Showdown winner, and and you are no longer eligible for next year's contention, but uh, maybe some of these women will be next year. Um, So, uh, Emily, maybe we'll uh, we'll see you again, but... um, yeah, it's it's a sad, sad thing. I I am eating crow, as Matt had said. So we are going to move on to the questions. Before before we get to the questions, we have to keep these lights on here at Leather Brains. I know that is a, a difficult thing to do sometimes, so we get some sponsors. So let's just go ahead and uh, and give it up for one of our sponsors this week. This week's podcast is brought to you by Paint. Don't let time fly. Watch it dry. Paint, paint, paint. Yeah, paint. Thank you, paint. Appreciate your support and helping us keep the lights on. Scotty's still not back, so you are just hanging out with your boy Slap Dog, and I believe we are just going to go ahead and jump into the questions. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. God, I love mail. All right. We are going to kick off the questions without Scotty here. It is a sad, sad thing, but we're just going to go ahead and jump into it. So the first question we have is from, oh, my God, it's Captain Chunk. I love this. I love that name. It is a great name, and I am a, uh, I'm a huge supporter of it. So, oh, my God, it's Captain Chunk had asked this question. He said, trade that happened in his league. It's a one quarterback, half PPR, 10 team league he said mike gesicki in the 109 or mark andrews i i am having a hard time with this one and the reason being is mark andrews just signed a massive contract with the ravens i believe it was for four years he was the undisputed tight end one last year did a phenomenal job and every indication is going to point that he will do the same again this year but and there is a huge but here. I, I'm i an owner of Mark Andrews in a dynasty league, and I, I love Mark Andrews. But a lot of his production came when Lamar Jackson was gone. When Tyler Huntley was back there throwing the ball, Mark Andrews was his primary target. And with a healthy Lamar Jackson, I'm not saying that Mark Andrews is not going to be relevant because he absolutely will. But I think we may see a little bit of a regression, and that is... To me, that's slightly worrisome. So um, I think I'm going to take Gesicki in the 109. And the, and the reason I'm going to do that is, Scotty, welcome back, brother. Um, oh, thank you. It uh, looks much better on my side, so you, I think I'm doing you good. You look and you sound a lot better. So uh, where we left off at is um, I told them that Emily had won the um, the Smoke Show Showdown. Oh, you did tell them that. That's yes. interesting because yeah. uh, the facts, I think, <laughs> might contradict that claim of yours. Ah, uh, well, you'd be surprised at what happens when uh, when you persevere and and you. Oh, he's put his. <laughs> Let on. me tell you guys what actually happened. I told him uh, the truth. The much hotter <laughs> and beautiful Jordan Poyer's wife and her big old titties oh, God. took the trophy home as <laughs> she should have. And thank God for that. Yep. But also, Baker Mayfield's wife is super hot. So she is. She is. I, I told the truth. I ate the crow. I did what I did. What needed to be done. Um, thank God. Yep. And so we we are on the question of oh my God, it's Captain Chunk, um, <laughs> which is a great name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but as I was saying, I, I feel like Mark Andrews will see a slight regression. I still definitely think he'll be a top five tight end. Um, but I, I, Gesicki 
I like that 109 in Gesicki because you are still getting a top-tier tight end for Gesicki, um, and and I like that a lot. I, I like that offense. I like uh, Mike McDaniels. I The Dolphins are low-key. I'm kind of I'm like kind of rooting for them this year a little bit because that they should be a really fun and good team, and uh, and I, I like them. And, and that 109 should turn into something. So I think that is the route I would go. But flip a coin because I you can make an argument for either side for me. So it's not like I'm I'm anti Mark Andrews. That one I I could see an argument for either party. So yeah, I could definitely see that either side as well. Uh, you know, Mark Andrews I think has the has the biggest upside in the near term. Uh, the question is, are you thinking near term or are you thinking long term? Because Gesicki has potential to be a talent for years and years to come um, in an, in an offense that looks really explosive and the. The, the Ravens uh, right now still, they're kind of in the process where they have to prove that they're still an explosive offense, where they, they've shown signs of being explosive, but they've also shown signs of being disappointing. Um, and so they're, they're kind of having to prove themselves as of right now. Yeah, and you know, I had, I had mentioned this before you jumped in, but Lamar Jackson's health is a question. Mark Andrews saw mo- most of his productivity with Tyler Huntley. Um, and mm. so... That's where that's where I think we'll see a, a slight regression from Mark Andrews. Not enough to be worrisome because he he will be a, a focal point in that offense. But um, something to point out. So Gasicki also did get franchise tagged. So there is a question of will he be with the Dolphins next year? Will he resign with them? And that is that is something to keep mind of. Um, so I, I uh, yes that that is I think that answers this question here. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question by a great listener and follower of ours, Aaron Davis, Scotty. So Aaron Davis asks, in regards to Detroit getting the nod for hard knocks this year, what are your thoughts on that? And how much potential do you think they will have for a good season this year? Great question, by the way, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron Davis, always coming in with the clutch questions. Um, Though I I have to admit... I have no idea what the fuck hard knocks is. Oh I don't know what that God. is. All right. Well, then, then I'll answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> hard knocks is an HBO show in which they kind of show you um, the quote behind the scenes of the teams kind of go over, like when they're practicing in the locker room, kind of all that shit. Um, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. The, the Cowboys are the ones who um, hard knocks has always been focused on every year. Hard knocks is the Cowboys, I believe. Um, that this last season it was also the Colts. That so it was the Cowboys and the Colts both had hard knocks. I didn't give a shit about either team, so I didn't watch it. I've never seen hard knocks, so I do want to. <laughs> I want to let you know that, um, Aaron. But um, I think it's kind of cool for for the the Lions. I would actually consider watching that because I love Dan Campbell. I I do not like the Lions. But I love Dan Campbell. That guy is going to be biting ankles and ripping knees. and it's, He's awesome. He's crazy. He's wild. And I like him. He's fun. Um, so maybe I'll watch the Hard Knocks. I think it's pretty cool that they got it because they're overall a pretty shitty team. But that's kind of why I like Dan Campbell because that team had no business competing with anything this year. And they consistently stayed in games. They did not give – a team that should have given up, like – they should have been demoralized and sad. They kept fighting, and they like there were there were games that they won. Like they almost beat the Ravens. That's how like they they were a in contention in a lot of games, and and so and I think that's in large part due to Dan Campbell and the culture that he has created there. So I'm while I'm not saying that the that the Lions are going to go to the playoffs this year. I think that they're always just kind of a fun team because with Dan Campbell this last year, they were a fun team. So I'm excited about that. What do I think about their potential for a good season this year? I don't (laughs) because Jared Goff is Jared Goff and, and that's the Lions need to figure out a quarterback. And if they do that, it may be because they have some weapons around them. As I mentioned earlier, I Amon Ra was had an insane run last year. Um, at the end of last year, and he he won people fantasy football championships, plain and simple. He did for me, I and mean, he did for thousands of others. Um, but and then they added DJ Shark or Chark or Chart or Charcuterie, um, and and that was great. I, I think that was a good move for them because they needed another wide receiver. They needed somebody besides Amon Ra 
to help with that receiver core. The issue at hand is Jared Goff. And, and so I hope they're better than they were last year because I think they were like four, ten and one or something like whatever. They're, they're, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. No, they weren't even four. They were they were worse than that. I take that back. The Texans won four games. The the Lions were abysmal. So uh, I'm not saying they're going to make a playoff run. I hope they do a little bit better. Um, and, and I think they will. I, I I think Dan Campbell has a good and scary head on his shoulders, and he will he will help boost that team a little bit. Yeah, I, I think the best way to describe the Lions for all of you college football fans out there is the the Lions are the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, they've got weapons. Damn. Every year the fan base comes out and they're hype as shit. And then usually it just, you know, it doesn't go that well. Uh, and they're still trying to figure things out at quarterback. Um, Jared Goff, despite the fact that I've been told he's my doppelganger. Rather, yeah, he is my doppelganger. He looks like me. I don't look like him. Um, Who's older? I, so I'm, I'm always rooting for is. him. Well, he probably is, but I am better, depending on what metric you're using. Chef. Oh, I bet we're pretty even. I don't know. He's got a lot of money, though. He could probably he could probably learn some cool stuff in the off season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I when I go grocery shopping, I go to Walmart, and then I pull up a cookbook on the internet. Hey, he's probably got like people. There's nothing wrong with him. shopping for groceries at Walmart. In fact, it's it's sometimes the cheapest option. Uh, it it's definitely the cheapest option, but the problem is the quality. Um, but yeah, so I I, uh, I want the Lions to be successful primarily because there is a weather girl in Detroit who's beautiful. Her name is Kelly Rowe. Shout out <laughs> Kelly. And she's a big Lions fan. And it always makes me sad that she's got a tweet about how bad the Lions are every single Sunday. And I just want her to be is happy. That- so I am a, I am a supporter of the Lions <laughs> for that reason. Noted. <laughs> all right i'll let you take off reading the questions um we're at uh right after oh my god it's captain chunk <laughs> yeah so that's a good that name, name by the way i love that we got another we got another good name uh this question is from boil looking ass boil <laughs> boil looking ass that is a uh, great <laughs> he says which side do you prefer i assume mt is michael thomas i would assume so okay michael thomas in a 2023 first or joe mixon Mm, 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 mm. I'd like to see your team boy looking ass to, but I'm leaning Mixon on this one. Um, uh, Michael Thomas has not played football in over a year. Um, and a 2023 first, I mean, if it was the 101, maybe, but Joe Mixon is going to have a year. We said it on, on last episode. I'm very excited for Joe Mixon. That offense is looking hella tasty. And I did say that, and and I'm not embarrassed to say so. That O line has been upgraded. Joe Mixon um, is is in one of the better offenses in the NFL right now, and he was he was great last year. I, he he did a wonderful job, um, and I, I I think that he will do the same. So I I would take Joe Mixon on this one. Uh, yeah, I definitely am taking Joe Mixon. Faux shizzle, uh, Michael Thomas. Couple of years ago, man, he uh, he got me pretty far in a couple of leagues. Oh, he did. Uh, he was, you know, when, when Drew Brees was there, he and Michael Thomas were they were the go to move. Um, however, Michael Thomas right now is dealing with Laser Jameis, trying to throw him the ball. He's coming off of uh, not playing football for an entire year, mm-hmm. uh, and Joe Mixon is in the perfect situation. Um, so you got you got to bet on Mixon at this point in time. I agree. That's where I land, and I am sticking to it. And I'm look. I I, I do want to say I. He's gonna have value, right? Like Michael Thomas is still gonna have value in that offense because right now your your wide receivers are, I believe it's Traquan Smith and Marquez Callaway. So yeah, he's going to be relevant. Um, but running back, good top tier running backs are a hot commodity, and Mixon will be that person. Um, and Michael Thomas, we just haven't seen what he's proven. And that twenty twenty three first, I, we have no idea where it lands. So I'm taking Mixon. Yep, agreed. All right, next question from Cool Cool fifteen twenty. Oh, cool. He cool. is in a uh, a one quarterback PPR twelve man league. He is a contender. Are you taking AJB in a mid late twenty twenty three first rounder, or are you taking Javante? Mm. Mm. <laughs> this is a good question, actually, because. 
Oh, man, you're contending, too. And it's a one-quarterback league. And mid to late 23 first round. Or Javante's Inferno. I don't know. Where do you lean on this? Mm, I think I lean Javante. And the reason the reason is you're a contender, meaning uh, next year's picks don't mean a lot. You're trying to win right now while you're a contender. Anything can happen between now and next year. Um, so you want to get the best value right now. So for me, it's just you know Javante versus the other side, and I'm going to take Javante. Hmm. Yeah, the only thing that concerns me is the fact that uh, Melvin Gordon still hasn't signed oh, anywhere, Melvin. and that motherfucker. I hope he signs with the Broncos because that is going to cause absolute chaos and fury for all people who <laughs> bought very high on Javante. Um, yeah. And and I still, even with Melvin signing there, I, Javante will still be a relevant dude. Um, but Melvin will will take some of those touches, and that's some of them could provide to be very valuable touches. Um, that's my that's my main concern. If Melvin Gordon doesn't sign there, um, then it's Javante all day. Yeah. But that is my my slight worry with that, and for that reason, I would say I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait and see. I'm gonna if you can wait just a little bit longer and see what happens there. And and I, I get it because that's the appeal right now is the fact that you could sell him. But if Melvin does end up there, then Javante may lose some of his value. Um, my question is: Is do you have any other running backs? Because that I think. And what is your what does the rest of your team look like? You say you're a contender. I would like to know what the rest of your team looks like because if you have other running backs if like if you had a james connor and a joe mixon and you're hurting at wide receiver a little bit yeah i would do that in in a in a dynasty league aj brown still has incredible he's 24 years old he'll be 25 this year he is a great receiver i'm not super keen on ryan Tannehill, but he hyper targets aj brown aj brown Mm -hmm. just needs to stay healthy um I think I'd wait. I think, truth be told, I think I would just wait and see how that plays out. If it, to be completely yeah. honest, uh, I don't know. The, the way I see it is, Jav- what you're getting with Javante is either a mid tier RB, well, a mid to low tier RB one, or a league winner. Because um, I think even with Melvin Gordon there, Javante is gonna he's going to command the majority of carries. Um, yeah. He's you know when you look at the eye test, he's by far the better back at this point in their careers. Um, and so I think you're going to get positive results from Javante regardless. The question is how positive. Um, and so I'm betting on, I'm betting on that, uh, because mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's a good bet where worst case scenario, you're still getting a, a every single week playable running back. Um, and like I said, I mean, the, the 2023 first rounder makes it more of a competition, but if you are contending this year, you can throw that right out the fucking window. It doesn't matter right? you got to focus right now because you're trying to get a championship. Um, so I, I think I would still stick with Javante regardless of the, uh, the lack of clarity in that situation. All right. Um, I concur. Next question. (laughs) All right. Question from awesome Eckler. That's also a good name. We got some good names today. There is. That's a pretty clever one. Um, okay. He, uh, just had a trade completed and he wants to know who won. It's a one quarterback league. Are you taking Barkley, Kelsey, Adams and a 109 or Connor, Jamar Chase, Ertz, a 102, a 2023 second and a 24 second. The trades won. That's I, I think the trades won personally. I especially if this is a dynasty league, you just offloaded three guys who were getting kind of up there in age for a, a wide receiver one with Jamar Chase. Zach Ertz is a little bit younger than Kelsey, and in that offense, especially once Hopkins went down, Ertz was eating. And before that, Ertz still had a lot of relevance. So I was excited when he when he uh, got traded to the Cardinals. And, Matt, I know you owned him in fantasy, so you were also very excited about that. Yep. Um, and it was, it was a great – it was a win-win for both parties. Um, so I like that. And then it, James Conner is – I. He's going to be a top 10 running back this year. I firmly believe that. Um, so I, and I'm, I'm excited for that side. Saquon Barkley, I'm not excited for. I, I talked about that a little bit earlier in this episode, that I'm not really excited about any of the Giants. Um, I, Barkley needs to stay healthy, and I just don't think he will with the Giants because of his usage. 
Travis Kelsey is going to be a stud this year. He is, bottom line. However, in a dynasty league, his long-term value is just not there for me. I think I give Kelsey one, maybe two years before he either A, retires, or B, declines as a tight end. Um, so I think it was a good time while he still has incredible value to to move him. Um Adams, Devontae Adams. I, I like Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is going to be in the league for at least another three to four years. He signed that contract with the Raiders for four years. Um, and he's going to be relevant. He is, but it, I, I he really hasn't had a proven injury record, so I, I don't want to go that far, but he's getting up there in age. That kind of concerns me just a little bit. Um, but he still is an elite route runner, and he is he will have relevance as well. I just I like the youth and the upside on the other trade. Um, you're getting the 102 this year, so it's a one quarterback league. You're probably you could look at getting like a a, a top tier running back, and then you have some other value picks. Those second rounders hopefully would turn into some for you. So I think that is the side I am choosing, my friend. Uh, yeah, I I think if it is a redraft league, uh, well, I guess it if they're it's, trading picks away, and in all likelihood, it's just yeah, it's, it's a, a dynasty, dynasty league. league. Okay, if it's a dynasty league, it's a no brainer for sure. You are 100 percent correct. Uh, Connor, Jamar Chase, Ertz, and then the picks. Uh, that is a blockbuster trade. Uh, so if that's what you received, you absolutely nailed this trade. Um, and for all the reasons that you gave, I mean, Kelsey's got a lot of value, but that value has a time limit on it. Uh, mm-hmm. And that time is time is a ticking. Yes. And Adams is a great receiver in an unproven system, also a little bit old. Uh, Barkley doesn't know how to play more than like three or four games a year. Um, so definitely 100% Connor, Jamar Chase, Ertz win that one hands down. Amen, brother. What's the next question? We got a question from Danky N. Danky nipples, I think, is probably what it means. He didn't clarify. Napkins. So. He's got a bunch of uh, damp, damp, dank napkins all over his Dry your napkins, man. Come on. All right. Anyway, he says... Who would you rather have as a QB2 in a Superflex league? Are you taking Jameis Winston, Davis Mills, Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, or your Greek god, Mitch Trubisky? Dude, I love this question. Danky Nipples, thanks for submitting again. Um, in a Superflex Dynasty League for QB2... I want to say Mitch Trubisky. I want to I know, say. I know you want to I say know Mitch Trubisky. I know that you. It's boiling over. I'm not interested in Daniel Jones whatsoever. I'm not interested in Carson Wentz whatsoever. The other three are interesting. I like Davis Mills. I do. I, I genuinely like that kid. He is somebody who nobody expected jack shit from in arguably the worst NFL team this last year. And he he was relevant. He did really well. Um, not at the beginning, but towards the end, you saw him start to improve. And I was talking to somebody about this on, on Twitter, I believe. And I, I really am interested to see what the Texans do long-term with him. It, will he be their guy or will they, they look at other options? Um, I don't think he was bad this last year. It's just the Texans and they've had, they have so many problems going on right there that I, that's why I really am not interested in Mills is not necessarily his ability, but everything around him is just kind of shaky. Um, Jameis Winston is tasty. I love laser Jameis. Jameis Winston is fun to watch. His corneas are burnt completely to shit, but I love him and he, he, he's great. He's going to have Michael Thomas back that off. He's got Alvin Kamara pending jail time. Um, so, <laughs> There, there's some fun there, but it, once again, that's kind of it, it's kind of an unproven right now because Sean Payton's gone. So what is what is the new coach going to do there? That is something that I, while I think they will be okay, um, I think I'm taking Mitch Trubisky. I love the weapons in that offense, and that is the thing I am most excited about. Um, I'm not necessarily excited about Mitchell Trubisky himself, but I'm excited about what that offense. It, it, you look at it this way. Mitch Trubisky brought the Bears to the playoffs twice with Matt Nagy, who is an absolute moron. He had relevance for fantasy football when he was playing, and the Bears moved on from him. And, and I think, truth be told, it was probably the best for both parties. I think Mitch, you know, Big Ben was absolutely atrocious this last year. The dude was 
I'm, at the very beginning of the game, he had decided he is a tree and he will not be moving out of the pocket and he will not throw the ball more than 10 yards and it will be a duck straight into the ground. He wasn't good. So uh, Mitch Trubisky is only going to be an upgrade for that. And he's his ability to run and move around is going to open up that offense even more. He's got great weapons in Deontay Johnson, Claypool, and Najee. And I, I like Mitch Trubisky. I, I for and not only that, but the that uh, the stability with that team and and the coaching and everything. I, I just Mitch Trubisky's just the guy, I think. He's he's who I'm taking. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think you're right. Mike um, Tomlin has has created a great he it's just a stable place to be, I think. Yeah. Now I just uh, I think I would throw everyone off this list besides Jameis and Mitch. Yeah. Um, and I think at the end of the day, Mitch is the safer play, um, especially with them moving Andy Dalton, uh, because I think though Jameis Winston is considered to be the guy, I think one or two picks, man, and they're pulling him. Um, I I think they're going to be quick on the He's trigger not with great that. Either. I know, but Dalton is a is an experienced veteran quarterback, and he's never been elite. Um, but he's someone who can manage a game. And so if Jameis Winston starts closing his eyes and flinging the ball all around the field and throwing a couple picks and starts looking careless, that's, no, I think, that's I th- just part of the Jameis experience. I that's understand just- that. But I think once he throws a couple picks, you're going to look at the veteran, the stoic Andy Dalton, and that's going to look really, really appealing to you in that moment. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he sees some games or some, some playing time because Jameis makes key errors uh, on the field. Uh, all this is to say Mitch Trubisky is the safer pick. I think that's who I'm picking as well. Also, I don't like Andy Dalton. The color combination of him in a Saints jersey just uh, doesn't appeal to me. So Mitch it is. Yeah, it was ideal when he was with the Bengals. Yes. He didn't even look that bad in a Bears uniform, but a Saints uniform, that's yeah, not going to look good. Yeah, he should shave his head. He should. I agree. That'd be hilarious. Okay, next question. Happy cows. They come from <laughs> California, I hear. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, which side has more value in a 12-team Superflex League? Are you taking Scary Terry or Elijah Moore and a 1.12, 1.12? I am taking Elijah. That is oh, a solid Hamilton reference. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Elijah on that one. He, he Scary Terry just had, it's it's unfortunate because Scary Terry is a great wide receiver. He's just stuck with the Commanders and Carson Wentz is now his quarterback. He just hasn't had a fucking quarterback in the last two years. Heineke was not great, um, and Carson Wentz isn't great. So I'm not excited about Scary Terry. Not because he's not athletic, but because he's in a shitty situation. Elijah Moore was starting to freaking kill it in that in that Jets offense, and then he got injured. Um, so he, he really had a – it was really shitty because you had him for part of the year. He didn't do shit. He started to have this great run, and then he got hurt. So I think he's going to come back. He's going to be a focal point in that offense, and then you get a 1.2 or 1.12. Um, so that's, that is the side I'm taking in this one. Happy cows. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, the last thing I want is a wide receiver who is relying on Carson Wentz to get him the ball. Uh, and, and I think Carson Wentz ahead. has shown us that that's the case over the last several years. Yeah, I think we have to be, as a fantasy football player, you have to be cognizant of that because you see somebody like a DK Metcalf, right? You have this person who you know is athletic and talented and will do great. Don't you can't buy in on that just because of who they are. You you have to look at it as a whole situation. And while I still think some of them have relevance, I, I they they you have to be. It's the unfortunate truth when it comes to fantasy football, and it's something that a lot of people they they let it slip to the wayside because they buy in on the receiver versus the person throwing them the ball, and that matters. Scary Terry finishes wide receiver twenty four this last year. He was on the the cusp of wide receiver two like that. And, and if you owned him last year, such as myself, you didn't feel like that because there was half the time you couldn't start him because it was just unpredictable. And it's unfortunate because he is athletic. DK Metcalf is at this current time. He's in that same boat where, yeah, you want to own DK Metcalf because of his athleticism, but you have to think of who's throwing him the ball. And, and at this point in time, it's drew lock and that's just disgusting. 
So DK Metcalf loses there. And that that is something that the unfortunate truth when it comes to fantasy football, you have to be cognizant of that because it, it absolutely makes a difference. Don't buy in on the player. Buy in on the entire story. Yep. I, I just keep hammering the same point that we've always said. It's all about situation. All about it, situation. It is. Um, yeah, so I uh, definitely 100% agree with you on that front. So we're going to move on to Gibbs FTW for or, uh, yeah for the win. I used to think FTW, when people said that, it meant fuck the world, and I thought everyone was just really down on life. I The first acronym that came to my mind was fuck that witch. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, could be a hot witch. Sarah Jessica Parker, she was a witch in that one movie, Hocus Pocus. Oh, she was. Some bitch. That I think she's only kind of hot though, because her face. is Yeah, she's just okay. She's kind of. I mean, she's she's the one from Sex and the City, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I've never actually watched a single minute of Sex and the City. I'm pretty sure. Maybe maybe we should just turn into a a Sex and the City podcast, and we'll break down episodes. We could start a new a new segment where it's just our favorite moment from the from Sex in the City, and we just watch all the episodes. We just yeah, let us know if moments. you guys want us to do that because I'm I'm super interested in that one. Yeah, what was Gibbs's fucking question? Uh, Gibbs, uh, fuck that witch says uh, half PPR dynasty league. Are you taking T Higgins or DK Metcalf? I think we pretty much answered this question. Yes, we did in the previous question on accident. I'm taking T Higgins because of everything I said not but a minute and a half ago. So I'm taking yeah. T on that one. Well, not only that, but T Higgins is, um, he hasn't proven himself to be that elite, elite receiver, but mostly because he's got good old Jamar taking all the targets. Uh, but mean, T Higgins is a good he, receiver and he yeah, put up he numbers. he finished wide receiver year. 17 last year. Yep. Um, and he had a thousand yards catching. So he's, he, I like T Higgins, man. I am, I'm excited for him, especially with all the hype that Jamar is getting. Jamar is going to draw a lot of coverage. And guess what? Oh, that opens sure. up people like T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon. So, um, yeah, T. T's the answer on this one for sure, definitely. I th- T. Higgins is the perfect example of what can happen as a wide receiver two on an offense. Where the the obvious take when you have an elite wide receiver on an offense is, oh, okay, well, all the other receivers are going to lose out on on touches. Um, but T. Higgins, as he demonstrates that. Uh, he shows that it's very much possible to take advantage of all of the uh, all of the attention being shown on the wide receiver one in the offense and being able to make your own splash play. I think people like uh, Jalen Waddle need to uh, need to pay close attention uh, and figure out how to become productive on a team as the wide receiver too. Um, so yeah, I think T. Higgins I, is obvious here. I think uh, Jalen Waddle's he's a smash play this year because as I mentioned earlier this episode and I, we talked about it on a previous episode, but. Tyreek's ability to open up the defense is it's unmatched it is absolutely unmatched which that is one of the things that I think not a lot of people really take into full scope is his ability to open up the defenses to let other people eat that that is what he's great at because he's so freaking fast that he runs off players and that opens up areas in other situations and or he's able to get the ball because he beats somebody so it yeah, I think Waddle's in a great spot. Let me let me flip the script on you on this one for just a second. Would your opinions change if DK Metcalf got Baker Mayfield as a quarterback? Mm, it might uh, because DK Metcalf is going to be the wide receiver one in that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, if he is able to get a competent quarterback throwing him the ball, um, especially someone like Baker who, you know, hasn't been great, but has the ability to make plays with his feet and open up the field and extend plays outside the box. And DK is only going to benefit from that. Um, not only that, but if you have if you have a competent quarterback, you can you can game plan around DK Metcalf. Meaning the defense is going to have to respect more downfield, which opens you up to creating plays specifically to get DK Metcalf the ball in space. Uh, and as an offensive coordinator, that's all I'm thinking about. When you have DK Metcalf lining up. Uh, on the line of scrimmage. My goal is to get that man the ball in any way possible. And it's a lot easier to do that when you have someone who's got a downfield threat behind center. Um, so I I think I probably would. With Baker Mayfield moving over, I think I would pick DK Metcalf, though it's close. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. You taking DK or T? Um, I, think I'd, I think I would still take DK. 
Okay. Uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo. And the reason being, Jimmy Garoppolo showed in the San Francisco offense uh, with, uh, with uh, what's his name? Uh, why can't I think of it? Who's his Brandon wide receiver? You, Debo, Kittle? Debo. No, no, no. I can't remember. It must be Debo that I'm thinking of. But he, he, he showed that he is also capable of that exact same thing where – He's a competent enough quarterback to open up those plays for DK, I think, down the line. Um, so I, I think I would go with DK, though, again, it's it's tough. I, I'd be happy with either one, but I think given the opportunity, I would pick up DK just because he's that wide receiver one. He is going to be the key uh, part Between of those offense. two, who would you prefer to be his quarterback? Baker. Okay. All right. Um, okay. What's the last question? Uh, last question is what? Well, hold on, I wanted to say something while you were talking about Tyreek Hill because I saw a tweet earlier today that I wanted to share. Uh, oh. This is from Matt uh, Verderam. I don't know how to say his name, but he's verified, so he's very important. Hello, um, Matt Verderam. Welcome to the show. <laughs> he uh, he tweeted today. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has only played four games in his career without Tyreek Hill. All of them were in 2019. In those games, Mahomes averaged 363 yards per game and nine, uh, I'm sorry, on uh, 8.97 yards per attempt with eight touchdowns and zero interceptions. His leading receivers were Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, Travis Kelsey, and Mecole Hardman. And man, that made me more optimistic for this season as a Chiefs fan. <laughs> I just it wanted was, to bring that up. And talk I want to know what teams those were because that definitely plays a part in that whole thing. You don't have to dig too far into it. It's not that big of a deal. It sucks. I'm, I, am, I am slightly sad um, for Chiefs fans because, I don't know, we, we talked about it earlier. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again today. Uh, what's the last fucking question? All right, last question is Azor Ahai 11iii. <laughs> something like that. I really went full send on that name. You are definitely you banned from the show because oh, this no. is a terrible name. <laughs> Unless it's your actual name, in which case yeah, you're still banned from the show because your parents are terrible. Um, anyway, 12 teams, Superflex, PPR League. Are you taking Tyreek Hill or Elijah Moore and Amon Ra? Oh, jolly gee jibbles. I'm going to do Elijah. And the reason being um, is because I love the sun god Amun-Ra, and I love Elijah, and both of those guys, especially if uh, – I'm a, this is a dynasty league, I would assume. Um, both those guys have tremendous upside. What I probably would do here is I would buy Elijah more on Amun-Ra and then try and flip Amun-Ra. That's probably what I would do because I think right now there's a lot of hype around Amon Ra, and I don't know if that's going to translate next year into as much fantasy football productivity. He's going to have fantasy football relative or, or production, but um, I think his value right now is pretty dang high. Um, and I think that with the addition of DJ Shark, his production goes down just a little bit, and I think I would try and sell him. Um, so I think that's what I would do. Uh, and it's not that I don't like Tyreek Hill. It's just I, I like the youth of Elijah Moore and Amon Ra. They're both pretty young guys. I think both are 23. Um, and and Elijah Moore is going to be the wide receiver one for the Jets. So that's what I think I would do. Yeah, I think that's correct. I love Tyreek, but you're getting two very good wide receiver weapons out of this deal. And Tyreek Hill, as great as he is, um, he's been with Patrick Mahomes you know, for, for so he long. Has. We don't know yeah. how how much of his success was reliant on one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. Um, and so there is, I think he's going to be successful. I think he's definitely going to be fantasy relevant. Uh, but the question is to what degree, and that's still unproven. So I think I'm going to take the proven side. Uh, Elijah Moore, Amon Ra, you're getting two weapons there. I agree with that 100%. All right, perfect. That's all the questions we got. And um, do you want to wrap us up today, Scotty? Did you do that ad while I was gone? Yeah, I did. It was great. <laughs> Damn, I'm sad I missed it. Here, I'll, uh, we got a, another ad coming in from our sponsors. Um, they wanted us to run it twice uh, this episode because they're paying us extra so uh, we can keep these lights on. This week's podcast is brought to you by Paint. Don't let time fly. Watch it dry. Paint, paint, paint. Yeah, paint. All right, I regret that. That was terrible. <laughs> but needless to say, uh, we are very, uh, very grateful for the sponsorship, Paint. Yes. You think it's Paint... Do you think it's actual paint or do you think it's like the computer program? No, paint. this is, it's big paint. It's they, 
I don't fuck. I, I would assume it's just paint, like real paint, because that's what it says on the check. It just says paint that they send to us. So um, I would assume that if it was uh, paint on the computer, it would say from Microsoft. So Microsoft paint. Yeah. So I'm just going to assume that based on the check that I received, that it is just paint. Okay, cool. Anyway, <laughs> that's let's it. wrap that's this up. This is getting bad. Okay, go ahead. Wrap this up. I always wrap it up. It's your turn. Um, follow us and like us <laughs> and share us. No, on a real note, we definitely uh, could use your ratings. Uh, so whatever podcast, you're li- or podcast app you're listening to, whether it's on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, please make sure you leave a rating. Please make sure you leave a comment. Uh, we are just a dinky, sad little podcast Two men who have nothing better to do with their free time. And so it helps us out a lot uh, when you uh, when you give us good ratings on that. And of course, talk to your friends and family. Give us a follow on Twitter, especially. We are very active. We're also on Instagram at Leather Brains. That's Leather Brains with a Z. And if you're listening to this, you already know that because you found us. Uh, but yeah, make sure to do all that good stuff. Uh, we very, very much appreciate it. And we are out.